Whoops, the symbols started falling, of course. guys Hey everyone, thank you guys. <clears throat> Cut this out. All right. Hey everyone, how's it going? Just getting more, a little bit more people in here before we go live with our great guest, Nandy McLean, today. Hope you guys have been looking forward to this one. So. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and donating to the Dr. Funk Podcast. We really appreciate it. Today we have a very special guest, Director Nandy McLean, who has worked with Prince in India, RE, and others, and could possibly be working with you. We're also going to be going live with her on Instagram, and we'll be bringing her in momentarily while I go to Instagram as well. For us to go live on there so i'm going to be here multiple in the same place bring an instagram live and then i'll be bringing her on for both facebook and instagram and right now we are on instagram live waiting for it to go on i thank you guys so much for being here i hope you guys like the new layout of it the symbol just fell right now it's perfect timing it was up for hours but we'll get it worked on that's just hilarious I'll be edited now. So, gotta love live. I'm waiting for Nandy to come in on Instagram, and then we're gonna go live on Facebook as well. Hey guys, uh, we're trying it. There we go. All right, Nandy, request to be on screen, and then we're gonna get it going. 
thank you guys for your patience. It's going to be a really great interview. I enjoyed talking with Mandy. There we go. And now we're live on Instagram. And now I'm going to be bringing her on screen to the other feeds. Simultaneously. Yes. Hey, how's it going? All right. I'm hearing you on that, but not on the other one that we tested on earlier. Make sure to see your microphone is on on the other one on StreamYard. We we did a, the longest test that we did, and everything was great until we actually go live, guys. Hilarious. No, still only hearing you on Instagram, not on um, the stream. On StreamYard? Gotta love live. All right. If you want to go out and come back in again, see if that'll fix it, and I'll bring you back in. You can leave the room. There we go. You get to look at my face without the principal in the back that just fell, you guys. But we still have her on Instagram. I, you got to love live, though, right? I'm going to bring her back into the stream yard. And Instagram is nice and clear and clean. So... All right. Turn up your audio for that. Say so just hear it through there. I'm shooting again. Yeah, let's see. All right, here we go. Got you. Let's see. Try it again. Yep, loud and clear. And now everyone can hear you on. Dustin's in the room. Hey, man, at least we didn't have an earthquake like this time. At least it was this. Mandy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm just wanting to post the link on Facebook for the live. Yes. I'm just checking to see if that's working right now. Right. And just have them make sure that they know, and I'll say it again when you have them on there, to come on the fan page. So if they have any questions, we can actually see it live. So hopefully Please not. say that again. Questions just to come into the stream yard or the, the Facebook fan page so they can be able to ask the questions. It will be problematic. Okay. I hope this is the right post. <laughs> My computers are freezing when I'm trying to copy and paste. Um, can you hear me on um, stream yard? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'm going to switch it real quick. Okay. Gotta love live. Nope, you guys are all, all good. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. That's what we're doing today. Yes. We got it. It took longer than, than normal, but we're here. I'm wearing a Prince 3121 shirt. Just nice. I'm going to button it up so I look more professional. But um, thanks to Ruth, it's a rare shirt. Appreciate that. Nandy, so how are you? 
I'm awesome. How are you? All right. It's been a weird couple of months, but we're making it through, right? Yep. Yep. I'm going to turn so, this down. Yes. Yeah. Have you, have you, how have you been able to deal with what's been going on in the world lately, especially with the, with the pandemic? Um, well, it's been really hard. I've been emotional, breakdowns, like, and even depression. How have I'm you been actually able like, to... oh, this is what it feels like when people get depressed. Yeah. It isn't For good. me, I work in production, so I'm on set all the time. And, you know, there's at least 30 people per crew. So, right. you know, we couldn't, we could not gather <laughs> in the pandemic. So, you know, it's been very, you know, it's hit me financially, emotionally, you know, everything. But, right. but there is a silver lining, though, because it gives you time to reflect. So I've been doing a lot of self-reflection, regrouping, you know, do, doing things online as well, which, you know, you can always have access to. But, um, yeah, I've been, I've been definitely reflecting on my life and where I see myself going within the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. And, right. um, you know, in my relationship, my career, you know, do I want to have a family, all of that. So, um, so yeah, it's, right. it's, been, it's been really powerful and I'm sure I'm not the only one, you know, cause, because it isn't as noisy out there anymore. You don't have to right. run around, drive around in the city. I mean, LA, obviously, but you know, you just yeah, you can you can just have that you know serenity and that um, that quiet time to reflect. You know, you don't have to buy as many things. That was a, a big thing. I was like, oh, I haven't bought as many things on Instagram as I, I mean on Amazon as I used to. <laughs> Sometimes you just scroll and I was like, ah, oh, you know, that'll be fun to have. You know, just buying pointless things. Um, so right. that's been a been a bit of a shift for me too, which was um, which is really empowering. I'm like, oh, I've saved a lot of money. Haven't my overhead's so low now? <laughs> so um, yeah, right. so lots of lots of shifts. Yeah. How about you? It's been it's been a little crazy, but you know, with the industry, as you said, there's other stuff that's opening up, but the industry is still shut down. So it makes yep. it a little bit hard. I know for you, mm -hmm. and at least mm -hmm. you know, people have been saying that they're like. They're glad that you're working and doing well. And that's something that yeah. you're here for because we have you in the, the new yeah. India RE video, crazy. And then there's mm -hmm. a long form video of it too, which I'm glad yes. that they're doing again. And it looks, yep. it was so wonderfully shot, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And mm -hmm. everything Thank from you. the wedding ceremony and mm -hmm. all of that. Like, yep. Yep. How, did you, how did you guys come up with the concept for the video? Well, for those of you that do know, me and India worked together last year mm -hmm. on Steady Love. That's one of the singles that she released last year. And award-winning um, single. Award-winning single. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and um, and she before before we did that video, she had another video um, called Magic, and then that was her beginning of starting like a video series that's all about uh, black love. So she, she, it's all about relationship and having a mature, conscious, you know, intuitive relationship and if, even with all the ups and downs. So when, um, so with Steady Love, that was the second piece. So she came to me and she goes, hey, I want this to be a continuation of a relationship and, and to celebrate black love. So that was, that was the, I mean, for those of you that have seen Steady Love, you know, she, um, you know, she's, they're in a relationship, they're living together, they're at home. She's, um, she's having trouble getting pregnant and she gets proposed to. So that was part of the storyline with that. So when um, when she you know approached me to do um, crazy and sacred space, 
she goes, I want these two to be the next continuation of those relationships, you know, to, to celebrate. And um, so at this point, you know, we was like, well, the natural progression is married. They got engaged in the last video. <laughs> so, um, so, and I'm in a relationship too, so it's kind of close to home with, you know, getting into those types of areas in my life. And I'm sure right. India's you know, transitioning into her spaces within relationship as well. Um, so... Yeah, so that was a natural progression. So with crazy, that it was capturing more of their spiritual, um, their spiritual time together, and that's after the after the marriage. So yeah, so that's where where all of the the storylines came from. Right. Congratulations yeah. on your relationship. Congratulations on working with India again. I hope this mm -hmm. brings you more awards and more attention. Mm -hmm. Now. A lot of people know you from not only dancing with Prince but photography mm -hmm. from Prince. How did you get involved in directing? Well, um, I guess it started where I was having another moment of reflection, which is like obviously we're dealing with COVID, um, but this one was a bit of a forced one when me and my sister decided to kind of um, practice spending less time together. And I, I went to a director's friend's place, actually Randy St. Nicholas, she's photographed him as well. So I stayed at her place for a couple of days and I was reflecting by her pool and I just started writing a list of everything that excited me at the highest level and that's what had me really get connected that I wanted to, you know, get into film. So it was always directing first and then because Prince knew I was transitioning, he goes, hey, do you want to photograph me? Because I was dabbling in photography as well. Right. It's still a similar format. It's just stills. And um, I was like, well, I've only done one photo shoot. So if you want to have a look at the work that I did with this other artist, you know, he was an unknown artist, but he ha happened to be light-skinned and had an afro. And it was interesting because he, um, the shirt we chose for this guy to wear in the first photo shoot that I ever did, had Jimi Hendrix on it. <laughs> so I sent those photos to Prince after he asked, hey, you know, I'd love you to photograph me. Can I see some of your stuff? And, um, and it just felt synchronistic. So that's kind of how that started with the photography. Um, but at that point, I was already getting into directing. I directed a short film, a narrative. And, right. um, yeah, and that was, that's what got me started. With that, first, so photog doing photography for Prince led to directing. Yes. Now, we can go back from this, but because we're going we're gonna to get back to the photography. You guys have questions about her amazing photos that she did before Piano on the Microphone and other stuff in 2015 and 2016. We'll get into that. But when you were dancing for Prince, we're going to go a little bit further with back. We'll get into This Is It with Michael Jackson. But when you were dancing for Prince, did you ever imagine that you were, was it something that you wanted to do, photography and directing? Um, it wasn't something that I was present to at the time. My, my goal was to, you know, to have a successful band with my sister. That was the plan. Right. But through all of that, when we were creating our music videos and photo shoots, I was definitely hands-on. And it was always an expression that I liked. And I also remembered, because I'm like, hmm, you know, why don't I express myself this way sooner? It was just because I just had other commitments. But, um, but when I was younger, I think I was probably about, you know, 15, 16, I used to dress up my nieces and nephews and take photos of them. So I was always like in this visual um, fantasy land in my mind. Right. So, I, so that was, I was, I was always confident. It was just like, yep, yeah, no brainer. Yep, I'm just going to do it. 
I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just going to make it up as I go. So there was just always kind of like a natural built-in confidence within that. I actually had an ex that said that was a music producer and he said that, um, he said, he said, I'm, he said, I'm a fox because I have the ears that listen really hard, like with his music production. And he goes, and you're a hawk. So you're flying over, seeing everything. So he, he always saw it in me. That was even before I was directing. <laughs> right. And we that knew that. At least yeah. we did. Like as soon as you guys joined Prince's band, then there were there would be people falling, finding out stuff about you that you were in a band before with your sister, that you guys yes. tried out for Michael Jackson to be on the This Is It tour. For those who aren't familiar with that, because you guys were lifelong Michael Jackson fans, how did that experience come about to where you got to try out uh, for This oh. Is It for Michael? Actually, mum was in town during that time frame, so it was perfect because she was always, you know, pushing us to dance with Michael. So right. it was awesome that she just happened to be in LA. Um, but our agency sent us an email and said, hey, there's Michael Jackson auditions are coming up. And the email was like, it literally had everything up front, the, the terms, everything, how much you're going to get paid, how long for. It was all in that initial email, so nothing's confused. I don't even want to audition anyone unless everyone signs off on all those agreements beforehand. Right. I don't even want to put you in front of Michael Jackson. <laughs> but that's how it started. And it was that's funny because we, we were filming our whole experience. And I think when you're really connected and re you're really in tune with what you want to do, you just have full self-expression. You're just free. So me and I were just naturally filming everything. And um, so we edited a little video and posted it online. And I wasn't even like... I wasn't even like I am now and I was just naturally doing it without even, you know, having a plan of any sort. So I was just excited. And um, the British newspaper called us and said, you guys are the first people that have re released any sort of press because we did it so fast. <laughs> and then they start, they needed to interview us for the newspaper and stuff after that. So we were the first people to release any press on it, which was interesting. Wow. We're, filming all, we're filming all the way up into like signing in, but we couldn't take cameras into the room. So we were kind of sneaking little things here and there, but we couldn't, we didn't do it into obviously when we were auditioning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you get in trouble for that at all? No. For that footage? No. Nope. Well, we, well, we, I think the only little sly footage we got was when there was like someone came out and gave like a, a prep warning before while we, everyone was warming up to go into the audition. And I think we kind of just filmed a little bit of something there, but um, but we didn't film anything else that was out of integrity. But that was the one shot. <laughs> I think I think we put it in the tape video. I'm not sure. Can't remember. I haven't seen it in a while. But yeah, but we filmed all the way up until signing in. But everyone's dancers were there. Beyonce, you know, Fergie, whoever. Everyone's all there, freaking killing it together. And it's just you know, it's fun just having the opportunity just to be in the room and you know, such high high energy. And working with all his his choreographers from back in the day, that did what we I think the choreography that we learnt was um was uh, Smooth Criminal. Wow! So we were learning Smooth Criminal choreography from the original choreographers. <laughs> Epic! Wow. And then he crazy. he comes in. Me and my sister got down to the last fifty, and wow. um, afterwards, up we were filming ourselves when we got cut from the audition, and. Um, me and Maya were kind of, oh, we got cut. You know, we were kind of being, like, acting like, like, you know, like cooey, like acting like babies. But I don't think that, um, 
I don't think our hearts were actually really invested because at that point we were going gung-ho with our music and it would have taken away from that. Like it would have been a right. full conflict of time. And um, so I, um, when I watched that video, I was like, mm, we weren't really heartbroken because <laughs> we were kind of, we weren't really, our hearts weren't fully in it. Now, if we got the job, we would have probably wouldn't have said no because, you know, it's Michael Jackson. But, right. but yeah, so that was, was pretty, that was pretty interesting when you're authentic with yourself and you mm, wasn't really our path. Right. Now you got people here from the United States. I see some people from Germany that said hello. Another one hey. says much love uh, from Northern I love Germany. Rivers. Germany is <laughs> always out. And then much love from Northern Rivers. Northern well. Rivers, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep, that's where we came from. That's the, uh, the whole area near where we... Right. Now... If that's the Northern Rivers that they're talking about. Yes, I believe so. And now... We're going to get to the Super Bowl halftime show. I see already people wanting to ask about that. And oh, yes, we're going to get yes. to where you, um, you know, you did a, um, you, I believe you answered a call to do, to be in a Prince video. It was mm -hmm. going to be for the incense and candles video, you and uh, your sister Maya. How did that come to be? I believe it was for, I, I'm not sure if Sana was supposed, I believe Sana was supposed to direct it. I'm not sure if you were yeah. trying out for her, but how was that experience? Because Prince wasn't there when you guys were trying out for the audition, right? No, no. Uh, Fatima was the choreographer and um, we got a call from our agent. It was Block Agency. It's a dance agency for any dancers out there. A really good agency in LA is Block, or Block Talent. I don't know what they're calling it these days. Um, but, yeah, so they, we just went into the room. It was our third audition since, um, since me and my sister were in America. Walked in, Fatima's there. And I, I remembered who she was. Like I connected to who she was, but Maya had no idea. And she's kind of, <laughs> afterwards she goes, oh, was that her? You know? Um, and, then, um, and then we were dancing to Incense and Candles. And I don't think Maya even was connected. That, that was the Prince song that we were auditioning for for the video. <laughs> So green, this all new in America, and we just right. doing it, act taking actions, and um, so that was cute. So yeah, so they filmed a videotape, and then Prince got to see the tape. Santa wasn't there in the auditions either. Um, I don't think so, unless she was hiding out, and I didn't see her. Right. Um, so he ended up. Apparently, he chose us off a video, off the video. Yeah, and then not only that, you had to have someone there that was pretending to be Prince, and then you're being directed. Pretend it's Prince, don't get too close to him or, or do this. I remember when I saw the video. And I don't think yeah. you guys have seen the video yet, although we talked about it before, but I'm hoping for it. Mm -hmm. But just in mm -hmm. so intense, and it was, a, it was a larger fellow who was supposed to be Prince, from what I remember, which I thought what, was in, funny. In the video? For incense and candles for when you guys were uh, there for the, um, the audition. Ah. Uh, yeah. I honestly don't remember. Where you did you hear that? Get a way for you to get the video, for you to see it. We have to find a way, for sure. What you've seen that you've seen the audition tape? Yes. You have? Yes. That's how I knew you it was incense and candles and all that stuff. Yeah, and they didn't have Sneak. you and Maya. You were not standing next to each other. You guys were separate with yeah, other dancers, just like, which wasn't smart. But we still broke through anyway. <laughs> you caught Prince's eye for sure. He's like, wait, the yeah. twins, yeah, having you guys yeah. separate would have been better to have you together, but it still worked out. Yeah, I don't even remember. I, I do, I heard a story. I don't, I don't even remember who told it to me, but it felt like um, I think the camera was on Maya 
and there was a comment apparently, which who knows whether it was the truth, but, you know, things get twisted up over the years, but apparently it was like Prince said, um, oh, she moves in an interesting way. And then the camera moved over to Nandy and then he's like, oh, there's two of them. <laughs> that was what I heard. So, you know, there it was you hilarious. Yeah. That was our, our information. And then next minute we're rehearsing with Prince. Exactly. And it wasn't for Surreal. incense. It came from an incense and candles video, but then you guys were auditioning for Prince to be basically what would become the twins, correct? Well, um, we're, we're rehearsing you know, getting ready to do the video. And then um, he was working with Tamar at the time. And mm -hmm. she, they, he, they, they had produced an album together. And she, they had both, you know, done all the writing and he did the music. And um, so we ended up, we started to end up hanging out with him socially during rehearsals, even though we only had one rehearsal. And, um, and he was getting to know us. And then somehow we ended up at his house when he was, he had the, he was, you know, renting that big house up on Sunset. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we were in the, this ballroom with Tamar. I think we we're in the ballroom, and she said, um, "Can you guys, do you guys, um, do you guys sing?" And we said, "Yep." And then we whipped into some Mariah Carey harmony because we were singers, and we already had little things planned together. And right. um, and what I remember, I believe that she ran off into the office wherever Prince was. They can sing, they can sing. I don't know if you did that, sorry, Tamar, but my memory's like, they can sing, they can sing. All excited. <laughs> Just because they're looking for Tina Turner and the iCats type, you know, show. Right. For her music. So they're kind of emulating that, you know, the old school. And then and then he, he didn't even, you know, end up doing the video anymore, which would have been awesome. What we were choreographing was all this snaky, sexy shit. <laughs> Oh, right. me and my twining on either side of print, so the frame and the shots would have been awesome. Um, yeah, and then we started rehearsing and learning her whole record and all every all the songs that they wanted to do in the show, and right. And then that's how we started. You know, that was like the baby version of what it ended up turning into. And of course, when you are working with Prince, doing his auditions, mm -hmm. doing a live show, you're doing venues, you're doing the Roxy, you're doing the Viper Room. And then you're also mm -hmm. doing these house parties. Mm -hmm. You know, you're entertaining. Like, you're like, wait, is that who I think it is? When it comes to these celebrities, you got Baz Luhrmann there, Terrence Howard. Yep. It would just mm -hmm. be craziness. Mm -hmm. Like, how, yep. how were those house parties? And was there anyone where you were like, when you're performing, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's here watching us. One of those things. Of course, working with Prince, you still have yep. other celebrities. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, well, he used to invite us to parties even though we weren't performing too. So we would end up in like Madonna's manager's house one time and I think it was right. Penelope Cruz, was it, it was for her party or something? She got nominated for something. And um, Selma Hayek's there, um, uh, Penelope Cruz, Leonardo DiCaprio, just every celebrity under the sun, a bunch of comedians too. What's the guy out of, um, uh, what's his name? Anyway, I can't remember his name right now, but just everyone. So I got to talk to what Selma, Penelope, beautiful, yeah, just everyone under the planet. Um, at one party at um at up at his house, that was the same Sunset House. Uh, I was excited to meet um, Morgan Freeman because I always used to relate to him as like my dad because he was, you know, he had the freckles like me, and I and I used to watch um, Robin Hood when he was in it. Right. So we got photos taken with him, and there's a photo of me and Maida. Like all in a happy place on either side of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so cute. 
and he was, you know, he was smiling <laughs> and I get all the love. So, yeah, it was definitely surreal. Two little Aussie bush girls, Hollywood, and then you're all in everybody's face and you're right next to Prince. So when they come up to him, you're just, you're just like, oh, that's Madonna. <laughs> right. Like, oh, it's crazy. Madonna. Yeah. And no when deal. you see people up on stage or up on a screen, it feels like they're high, like really high up position, like in a position. And then they're right there and they're like your height and stuff. And they're like, right. oh, and then you feel like you're all on the same level. It's insane. Yeah. So lots of um, lots of good stories. I could write like 50 million books. Any publishers, just come and call me. I don't want to write it, but I'll just say it and then you can just make it for me. <laughs> Someone was bringing that up earlier that they're wanting you to do yeah. a book and whatnot. Yeah. For Call sure. me. I'm a yes, you know, as long as someone handles all the <laughs> <laughs> and I can just speak. Right. And, just I know and, just, you know, and share sure. it all and contribute to all the fans and little secrets and stuff that no one's heard of. It must have been like a dream. All these parties, the event, the, the events, touring with him and then you'd be at Elton John's party mm -hmm. for the Oscars, wearing the dresses. Yeah. Yep. Yep. El Elton, um, Elden was a sweetheart and in London we got connected with his assistant as well. So he always invites us to all the Oscar parties and, you know, that's really fun connecting with the, you know, playing with all the big boys and whenever you want. Such a sweetheart, Elton was a sweetheart. Right. And everything was one, just... One guy that I loved, one guy that I loved was Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And it, was probably, it, was, it was probably because um, his, his, his behaviour towards his, um, his partner and I was like really impressed. I think she had, I think apparently she had like a um, a child with another man and um, before they got together or something. And and I think they were living in Florida. And this is if my memory serves me correct, but um, apparently he moved to Florida. So um, so his adopted kid, um, not adopted, but like, you know, child, uh, what do you call it? His wife's um, child could be next to the dad. And, and being in his presence, he felt like a really genuine person. Right. It's awesome. We're all playing little games with the kid backstage in London and stuff with him. And, you know, it was, I think we we're holding our breath or trying not to blink or something. It was some little, little game in the green room. But I always remember his energy and he just seems like a really genuine down to earth, you know, person. Right. Yep. And you have this, you have the Oscar party and then here it comes. You'd have these things that would come up out of the blue. I don't know if you were on Australian Idol. But we know for sure that you're mm -hmm. on American Idol. Mm -hmm. Now, yep. were you on Australian Idol yeah. as well? Me and my sister auditioned years ago when we were in Australia. Yeah. Awesome. And then yeah. the big stage of American Idol. And like, all I remember from that is no one believed me that it was happening when we were trying to get the word out that you guys were performing. And it was a ridiculously hot oh, day. <laughs> right? Yeah. It I was. Think it was <laughs> We got it out. No one believed it. Here's Ryan doing the psych out, the fake out. All right, that's it. That's all the guests that we have. And then yeah. and you guys and you guys parked right in front of what was the Kodak Theater at the time, right, which is now the Dolby. You guys parked mm -hmm. outside, walked from the limo in that ridiculous heat and went straight to the stage, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yep. How crazy <laughs> was that? I mean. How did you find out? Because it was meant to be a secret, a little sneaky one. I guess well, the prince, the fans are all clued in, man. Yes. They know. I would, they have I all their inside Ruth, <laughs> Ruth wanted me to get the word out. Ruth um, um, was like, well, do we need a secret? 
but I, we want the fans to know. Yeah. So we're just putting it out. Prince put that thing about Corinthians and false idols yeah. to kind of fool everyone. But uh, you take it everyone by surprise because with, with Ryan's fake out, there's a lot of people telling me like, thanks a lot. We were watching it for nothing. And then yeah. they see you guys walk right by Ryan. Yeah, he was so sneaky. <laughs> I was like, yes. Because <laughs> we're standing on stage in position waiting. I don't know what he's going to say. Just crack into it. It was funny after we did that performance. Um, me, Maya, and Prince, I think we were in a Bentley driving back to his place. And when I, we just came off this huge high energy, you know, huge audience, huge televised audience. And then we're all sitting in the car just like, it felt like elevator music with nothing to do. Right. And we're all, we've got, we're all pent up, like we've got more energy to, to, to give <laughs> and there's no, no place to do it in. <laughs> Right. So we're all laughing. Yeah, it's so hilarious. Look, okay, it's just like 12 minutes of go, go, go. And then right. you're done, or however long the performance was. <laughs> nice. I, it wasn't that long, but you guys nailed it. And I think it's still to this day is the highest rated American Idol finale. So, it is? Still, so not only do you have the American Idol finale, you have the greatest Super Bowl in history. You have all these things in the span of the time they worked with Prince. So you have American Idol, which gets you set up for it. Then you have the 3121 Las Vegas run. And then here it comes. You guys are announced to be doing the Super Bowl. And not only that, you're so excited. You know that, that there may be some weather, inclement weather. But you guys, mm -hmm. how did you deal with that? And so many people have asked the question. Not only was your performance amazing, but how did you feel knowing how high your heels were getting on that stage to be going on there? And, and nail it the way that you did. I'm gonna let you take it over on that one. Well, I mean, we, we were always dancing in heels on every show, but um, this was the first time that we had ever performed on the, um, on the cymbal and in the rain. So that's definitely a different dynamic and obviously right. under all that pressure. But, you know, being a dancer, we, we do a lot of sit-ups. <laughs> So the first thing that, you know, me and Maya just got connected on was like, let's just, you know, hold your core, which is holding all this, you know, lower abdomen area and just keep it tight. And we had, we were intentionally um, like doing like abbreviating the movements. So if we had arm movements, because sometimes, you know, if you don't have as much, you know, of a steady ground, then you have to kind of keep it short. So we were kind of, we were overacting like facially and hair-wise and everything we could do, but every all our centre was just, you know, on point. And that's how we didn't slip over. Yep. Just committed. <laughs> Intentionality wins that. <laughs> it's just crazy because that performance, yep. like I said, the rain adding into it and just coming down. Oh, yeah. Perfect purple rain in the rain. Couldn't have happened any better. <laughs> you I mean, can't plan that. Exactly. And I know that Prince would work people so hard on stuff you mm -hmm. can't train for something like that but you guys yeah. made it look effortlessly just amazing yeah. on that there was now, a, a, a there was a move that we did off camera uh -huh. and the camera wasn't on us right for this move and it was the, it was pretty dangerous that you couldn't even see like we had these lightsaber sticks like this and we were doing like um a lot of like kind of martial arts stuff with it in the back and um and then there was a move where I don't remember which one it was, but one was standing here and the other one put their legs over the shoulders and then t and was, was turning 
for doing that is part of the choreography. I think that was in Best of You, but you can't see that on the camera and that's like one person, you know, lifting the other person's weight. don't remember who was who, but, um, yep. Sorry, go ahead. No. I, I sometimes wish that you guys had your own personal crew and not just with the NFL shoulder. If they have behind-the-scenes footage, we need uh, that from yeah. the press conference. Of course, of course, Prince isn't going to do a press conference where he talks. No, 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 you guys are going to perform, and then you guys turn it into the mm -hmm. hottest ticket for these sports writers. Yep. And then, of course, the next day he gets all the headlines. Yeah. Not Peyton Manning, but yeah. Mandy and Maya and Prince grabbing the headlines. Of course, the photo of mm -hmm. him with the car, you know, yep. and with you mm -hmm. guys. Like, yep, epic. I, I think my face was like, oh. um. Are there any questions? Yes. And someone's all pointing to the person and then he turns around and slams into his guitar. I felt like, because I didn't know I was going to do that, and I'm surprised. I felt like I was like, <laughs> oops, okay, I guess we're going to start performing. It was all impromptu. You know, we didn't rehearse for that event. Wow. Like, okay, so do the press conference, we're going to rehearse and this is what we're going to do these songs. He just said, this is what we're going to do, and we just have to kind of freelance it all. I love you guys. Seeing all the little love hearts. I'm talking to Instagram right now, switching that back and forth. That's crazy. Are you being serious that you guys did not even rehearse for that press no. conference performance? I mean, we had already, like, um, we already had performed to songs before, but, you know, right. sometimes you got to reorganize when they're doing it in a different order and different lengths of songs. Like, he just does whatever he wants. So, yeah, we just had to go up there and freelance and at me and Maya's trick because obviously we like to do things exactly the same at the same time is I'm bringing the tambourine because it's like if, if he does something that I don't have anything to, that's that's going to be our, our safety net, our go-to, is bring the tambourine and just <laughs> throw, throw your hair around and do whatever. <laughs> wow. Hilarious. And someone's bringing up, they're asking a question. I don't know if you know this one, but I know that there's, this is part of the legendary adding on to it, that there was a guy underneath the stage keeping the electrical together during the Super Bowl performance for his guitar or whatnot. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, that um, I heard a story. Obviously, I was performing, so I don't know. But apparently, um, a power cord came out during the show and someone was like... Like it was like a perfect time and like a, a theatrical thing in a movie where where some guy had to freaking tech had to run and freaking plug it together. But he was using like three different guitars or something during the performance for different wow. sounds, you know, and switching them out and throwing them over into the into the wherever the guitar techs are. So, yeah, I heard that story too. Now, obviously, I can't say for sure because I wasn't there. And sometimes mm. it's like kind of... You know, put his own buzz out there because he's all he's creative. So, you know, he, but, you know, it's a high chance. Yeah, and we filmed that. We did a um, recording of the. Um, hold on, I just wanted to introduce you to someone. Mm -hmm. okay. My baby. So, gonna be a new star here. It is Hemingway. He's been sleeping next to me. I just wanted you to say hi. Look at him. Oh, sleepy head. Oh. We'll see if he waits no. up a bit later. Um, yeah, so we ended up we ended up filming a recording of the um, of the Super Bowl just in case it rains. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Because I can play the tape. Obviously, oh. you guys all know that we did not do that. No. Thank God. And I know that they asked. And there has been some stills over the year. Every, every time over the years, every time it gets close to the Super Bowl, they start showing the stills of the rehearsal performance. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I know the NFL comes up to him like, you know, we can play the tape instead. And he's like, mm -hmm. can you make it rain harder? And, of course, somehow, some way yeah. it did. And, of course, we're yeah. glad that you performed live as well. Is that how you guys felt that you didn't want the rehearsal footage used, that you wanted to actually get that live no. crowd? Yeah, then you just don't get to do your thing. We came, we came out there for that and then, you know, you'd feel ripped off. What are you going to do, just sit there, you know, in the right. little motorhome or wherever we were, <laughs> doing nothing? <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. Yes. Now, Good choice. For sure. And amazing that you guys were part of it. How soon... Because we were watching the game, we we weren't there. I was mm -hmm. invited, but I didn't. I mm -hmm. didn't go. I didn't think to go. Whatever. Oh, we'll, you we'll dropped the ball. That. You dropped we, the ball. You didn't make it happen. Yeah. Just like the Bears did that day. I dropped the ball. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just had to rub that in. But um, how do I put it? That when we were watching the Super Bowl and we're waiting for halftime, and there were all the women that we were watching it with, they were so scared. When the lightning supposedly hits the stage, how it starts off was, we will rock you till the wheels fall off. And of course, as soon as the performance is over, all the girls go downstairs and they're just watching the Super Bowl halftime performance over and over again while us guys are just watching the rest of the game. They made the right yeah. decision. Now, yep. how soon after you guys did the halftime show that you watched the playback of the halftime show? Good question. Hmm. I'm sure you guys were on remember. I honestly don't remember. Maybe we watched it straight after, but I think I, I do believe that we went to like, do you know they have their little booths at the game? Right. I think we went up there and just enjoyed. I think I, maybe I got invited somewhere. I think Terrence Howard could have been there and a couple of other celebrities. I think, I think I remember his kids being there, um, cool. but um, not one of his kids. But yeah, I don't remember. When I have no, I have no recollection of watching it after. I remember like when we do shows with friends that we watch it all, you know, and he's all, you know, getting all excited about whatever we did <laughs> that night. But I don't remember watching the Super Bowl with him or afterwards. And we could have, but that memory's gone too much. <laughs> you have all that energy. You guys are wet beyond belief. Yeah. You know, it isn't like okay, show show us the performance. You just lived it, and probably have been rehearsing yeah. for weeks. So, yep. epic. I mean, mm -hmm. and then, Do you guys remember seeing those um those white uh, doves? Do you remember seeing those? Yes. That was me and Maya's creative direction that we stole from the Lion King. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> we were in the Lion King years ago, and um and there's a, a song that's in the middle of the show that has where all the singers come out and they, they've got these long sticks with beautiful rainbow birds. They're like right. kind of these flighty kite type of thing. When it's like, well, we're not really doing anything on Purple Rain. So when we we're at rehearsals, um, we we're, were, were talking to the stage manager and we said, are you guys able to just whip up? Like, do you know, do you know Julie Tamor? She's the, 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 creative, um, the creative production, you know, creative director or something of The Lion King. And um, he goes, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. He goes and prints us off an image like this. When it's like, yep. And then he goes off and makes them for us for the show. <laughs> and me and Mayo had already had training on how to do it. Like, there's these really long poles. I, I believe we taught um, taught Shelby 
and know how to, you know, how to do it as well. So the three of us had the sticks and we were waving around and just had the beautiful doves flying around our little contribution. <laughs> Much love to Shelby. And of course, we're yeah. something they love the doves. Yeah, love you, Shelby. And we're gonna jump, we're gonna jump around. We're gonna get to the O2, but I just wanna answer this question just so people know we're taking it on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. How did yeah. you and your sister feel performing the BT Prince tribute with Sheila E, Maite and so many others? Did you have time to rehearse? Um, yes, I believe we're rehearsing Burbank and um, I believe we were all, our backs were all aching. Oh, we don't want to dance in heels. Sheila wasn't going to perform in heels. So all she's good. like, yep, all, all women, no, no shoes. And I was like, yes. I mean, me and I had to put sneakers on to do the, to, to, we had those little, oh, we had those little um, wheelie things and um, my dog. Seen squirrel. <laughs> so right. um, we had those little wheels, and um, so we had to put sneakers on for that. But we, yeah, and all of us performed with no shoes on, and I thought that was awesome. And I think that was the first. I think that was the first time we performed with Marte. I uh -huh. think. Well, we did a we did a baby face video with her, but it wasn't like fully choreographed. So, so me and me, Maya, and Marte got really connected and related, and yeah, and just choreographed the whole thing together, and it was really right. fun. Collaborating. Yep. That's very cool. Another thing that came up that I forgot about, because you guys did so much mm -hmm. in such a mm -hmm. supposedly short amount of time with Prince. Not only that, yeah. you guys did the Brit Awards with mm -hmm. Wendy and Lisa and Sheila and all them, and that's something that the fans mm -hmm. love. The 2006 oh, yeah. Brit Awards were super high energy. How was it doing that show? Um, I think that was the first time we performed with Sheila. So right. it was pretty epic. I was like, oh my God. Like I'm a, like the music that really moves me is salsa and all that Latin stuff. So he, feel, feeling those types of rhythms within the music and just seeing her just smash it. And my dad used to always rave about her when I was a kid. Oh, there's this girl, Sheila, is amazing on the percussion. My dad's a full hardcore musician. And, um, and yeah, so being, having the opportunity to perform with her was, you know, was amazing. Right. She looked hot. And a little black hand, tits all up in a rack. <laughs> right. It was beautiful. But it was fun to, to, you know, to the UK and, you know, living the dream. I do remember being in the crowd at one point, maybe afterwards, because we went and sat down and watched the show. And I walked past a table and boy, George is there. And I used to live, I was, I remember loving his music when I was two down in front of the TV and loving um, Karma Chameleon or something. But he was there and I said, oh, it's Boy George. I said, I used to love your music. And he goes, do you still love it now? And I said, I don't really know what you're doing <laughs> lately. <laughs> that was pretty awkward, but he was a sweet, he was just all vulnerable and precious. Oh, little darling. But that was another significant memory off the back of, you know, performing it, you know, with friends yeah. on that show. I think that could have been our, maybe our, one of our first televised ones or recordings with him. I can't remember. And someone like had the, yeah, definitely. And someone's asking, the same person who's asking this wants mm -hmm. to know if you still have your does from the Super Bowl. And also like, didn't you take Prince out salsa dancing before? That's from Cody. What was, what was the first, Cody, what did you say? What was the first thing you said? Cody wanted to know if um, you still have the doves that you guys use yeah. for the Super Bowl. Oh, the doves. I don't think we have, we didn't keep them. It was the production just pr supplied them and then 
bye. We probably just left them on the stage. <laughs> That's it. That would have been cool. We could have given them to some fans or something. Right. I actually have a few little print things. Oh, maybe I should introduce that. That'd be a nice little treat. I've just got stuff in my closet there that I can show you that Prince gave me. Up to you guys want to do that? Sure. I'm not going to say no to that if you want to do it. You know, I, should but I should have actually thought about it and prepped it, but it's all um, good. We'll you guys want to have a look? You can try a few things <laughs> now or or whatnot. I'll keep them in I'll do a little dance. I'll show you. I'll show you a couple. I just got to take the headset off. Okay. <laughs> There you go. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in and asking the questions. I'm not sure if my feed on Instagram has stopped. Um, we're probably going past the hour mark anyway. So if you're on Instagram Live, when it ends, just make sure to go to Facebook, Facebook Live or on YouTube Live and join us for these things while Nanny is getting out a few little collector's items to show for our live show. Of course, you guys are listening to this on the playback gives you a reason to watch the video of it. So, you know, and I appreciate your guys' questions and everything. And Nandy's been really looking forward to being on this. And uh, with everything going on, I think that we could all use the break on it. So, hey Dave, how's it going, man? All right, you found a few things? She's fun. Uh-huh. Isn't it Hemi? Okay, so um, <clears throat> this is the first one that he gave me. This is a jacket. Do you guys remember where we went? We went to, um, to I don't even know if you knew about this because it wasn't really a public show, but we performed for Donatella Versace on one of her shows. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw any of that or whether it was out. <laughs> um, experience 2006, right? Yeah. Versace experience. <laughs> You're like a Rolodex with all the dates. Love it. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we ended up, Versace ended up dressing us and all this stuff. But um, so we got a bunch of clothes from her. And then, mm -hmm. but afterwards, when we were doing all the Vegas stuff, um, he, he, I think he, he got it, got given a jacket from her and it didn't fit him. I think he had tailored it, but it was too, probably too tight in the shoulders. So this was right. the one that he, um, that he gave me, that one. Kind of got oh, a bit of document. Wow. Do that. Yes. A little bit of a rubber trim and stuff like that. And you can see how he tailored it. Um, what do you call it? Like probably from there to there, like that amount. That's how much he brought it in to have it his the proper length. But I think the arms were still too tight for him. So he ended up giving me that. So a jacket that he wore, he's like, here you go, Nanny, you can have it. Yeah, I just didn't he didn't he didn't want it anymore because <laughs> it's useless. And That's then this one. Other people end up with it, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't like he gave heaps of gifts all the time. It was just random no. things every now and then, you know. And right. then this one, this this one he gave me when we were doing the um, the photo shoots at Paisley. Um, and then, and I don't know if he didn't want it. I'm sure I don't even know if it didn't fit him or not. But this is the one, like that thing. Oh wow! And this was like for piano and the microphone, right? Um, the the photo shoots, yeah. yeah I don't know wow. what he got it for. I believe the brand could have been Magpie. So the and it was something maybe I don't yeah. know if it was Canadian or somewhere. I can't remember. And then that's kind of the back of it. Like wow! So Pretty you cool, ended right? up with that. Amazing. Oh, have you seen this publicly somewhere? 
Have you seen that? I've app? seen oh, him wear it. Oh, you have? Yeah. I haven't even seen him wear it. I don't know. I don't know if he had used it or not, or whether it was photographed. And then he wow. gave me these because these were too. Um, I believe these were too small for him. I think. Can't tell because we're so similar in size, but um, these ones. Cool, right? Wow, that's 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 a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Got some red heels underneath. <laughs> I don't even think I've really worn them because you know when you start getting into photography and stuff, you're like, oh, you're not gonna run around in heels. No, not like that. Back not those. <laughs> My backhead. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a nice little surprise, all the little things. Little awesome. Gifts. Thank you so much. Someone else was bringing up another thing that you guys did, which was at least a look to us to be impromptu. When you guys uh, performed at that designer's um, show where you guys did Chelsea Rogers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how that came about, honestly. We're just like we're shooting a video at a fashion show. So he obviously hired the director and then I rig up cameras and then we're suddenly out the back teaching freaking Chelsea, the model. Her name was actually Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and teaching her how to model backstage. That's crazy. <laughs> and perform. And you guys, so just insane. And then you're doing, the, then you do the O2 Arena show around that time and with the symbol stage. Now let me ask mm -hmm. you this. With how massive the symbol stage was, did you like the smaller stages? And I'm not talking about like the house party where you guys would go and uh, where you guys weren't elevated. Did you prefer the smaller stages or did you prefer that massive symbol stage to kind of stretch around and be able to walk around? Mm, I don't think I, I mean, obviously the arena is more epic. But right. to perform on, it probably, I don't think it was, I think they just ha both had their value. You know, like there was even the one at the Rio, like we had this pathway out the back and it's all kind of dingy, you know, and we had these little side dressing rooms and, you know, that was fun and balconies that we could perform on and we could also go on to patios. But, I mean, obviously the bigger the better, so probably the arena stage. Right. We had to come up, we get to come up on the elevator and there's all light shining up and me and Maya had our little superhero position with our hands on our hips. Just looking epic, <laughs> coming up, feeling powerful next to friends. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that, that was definitely, you know, the before number one. I, before I get to another stage you performed at, I saw this question run, run across. Yeah. Someone wanted to know how tall you are. I'm 5'4". Okay. Maya's 5'3". So Maya's yeah. an inch shorter than me, and Prince is probably 5'2 or something. I don't know, you guys probably know how tall he is. 5'2", apparently, from what they say. Is that saying 5'2"? So I'm yeah. taller than him, and we had a music producer once. So you should call your band name taller than him. But um, do you still have a lot of those outfits that you wore for shows or videos? Um, for the print stuff, we have a couple. Yeah. Right. I'm kind of over them. So I'm boring. <laughs> when you wear stuff a bunch, you know. And we used to wear them at the after parties, and it's a lot of the show stuff was um was kept at Paisley in the um we had like our big tour trunks, which, you know you see on the movies how the how you've got big wardrobe trunks like huge big sturdy um right. things. So a lot of, a lot of them are there, and a lot of the stuff that we have at home was um were like like after party twin outfits, 
that would have to have at home just in case he called us on the fly and we just got to put something on. But that was good. So he, you know, he supplied a lot of that and would always dress us to to suit the part and that whole thing time with him. That's awesome. And before um, we get back to some 21 Nights questions that I have. Yep. And I was going to get this, but Kieran just tuned in. She did. Kieran. I can't see him. The other shoes made by Christian Louis Vuitton museum pieces. Keep them for sure. They didn't use the same template as the other shoemakers, so they're not as comfortable for them. Those shoes made by him. Oh, you know what they're from? i got to keep that little message because I have no idea. Yes. <laughs> Management always knows the source. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Kieran. Sending you my love. Mwah. So, Kieran, love for those, does everyone know who Kieran is? They all know. Kieran is one of Prince's former managers and an awesome person that I would yeah. love to have on the show sometime for you guys to hear her story and yes. her experiences. Can we bring if her in? She's got a lot. If she, if she wants, we know Karen likes to be dolled up, so unless she's already dolled oh, up, yeah. if she wants to come in, I can bring her in, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. now with you directing and you mm -hmm. doing the things that you want to do, mm -hmm. did you ever, when you were doing the house parties or performing at the house parties and performing at the O2, performing at the Brit Awards, running to Boy George, running into Matt Damon, was mm -hmm. it in your head, like, I hope to work with these people in the, in the future, or were you not thinking of directing at that time? Not thinking of directing. No. Okay. Directing was like a, you know, like a, like a life switch. Like, right. hmm, I'm complete with this chapter of my life next. <laughs> Now, is there anyone that you may have met or haven't met that you would love to work with and love to direct? Um, I love Idris Alba. He's a British actor. I think he's amazing. Um, I mean, just any 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 great talent, I'd be grateful to work with. But um, my what I'm what I want to create um, within within film is uh, my I mean my intention is to empower minorities and create equality in the world. So I, def I definitely feel like I'm gravitated towards, you know, any type of talent that are in that, in that vein and create content that's inspiring and uplifting and, and giving people opportunities and, you know, just empowering my people. I would quickly before like being, I guess, coming from Australia and there's, there's mostly, you know, Caucasians and I grew up around Aussies and my mum was just like, she was just my mum, white, white woman. Um, I didn't really grow up with my dad much, so I was always reaching out for my black side in America when I was like 14, watching all the hip-hop videos and things like that. But when I was reflecting probably about a year ago and was like, what am I, you know, who am I? What am I here for? Like, what's my intention with, with you know, with what I do through film? And, um, and I, was, I was reflecting on how when I first came to America, I was always looking towards, looking for like a white man in the music industry to sign me. And um and what I and I was reflecting of like who who's actually not not that it's like just minorities that have supported me, but the big the biggest moves that I've ever made in my career and in my life have always been from um like black support. So I'm just like, and I'm like, why why have I always looked to a white person? I was like, maybe it's because my mum was always there for me, but I hadn't didn't really acknowledge the power that we have as minorities, right. and um. And then I was like, well, maybe I'm not loving that side of myself enough and I'm not, not acknowledging my black side enough because I was brought up with a white mum. 
And um, so then I'm just like, well, that's that's where that's where my path is, and that's my purpose to empower right. and, and elevate the planet through creating equality through film. You know, with you know working with minorities, and you know, I've worked, most of my clients are female or black. <laughs> so that so that's you know that's my purpose, and that's what I'm here for. Right. Yeah. I'm glad that you're reaching out for minorities and for other stuff that you want to do with directing. And it seems like yeah. that is really amazing, especially at this time where yeah. people feel in the industry for years, they felt yeah. slighted, whether it came to directing or acting or certain roles. So I think it's great that you're doing that. And I hope that, you know, you get more attention for that. And I think the videos that you've done so far have been amazingly beautiful. Thank you. you know, and, and, and I didn't go to film school, by the way. I just make it. I just make it up. That's awesome. And working with Indiari, that was like a, a surprise for me because you know I'm just I'm kind of like a newbie. I'm just starting out. I'm doing my thing. I'm confident. I just I I know how to put things together. You know, I've, I've obviously worked in film, so I know how to produce as well. You know, on on my where I'm at and um and working with her, like this, she's artists like her and and talent like her. The people that I want to work with, because they right. live in their truth, they speak in their truth. You know, they're in that whole conscious community. You know, and they're they're empowered as a as a person, and their message is you know is coming from an authentic place. Like I, my, I'm a huge fan of Ava Devorno. You know, I love what she's doing. I've got a short right. film that I'm looking for backing for right now, which is um which is definitely within the Black Lives Matter um you know field. Which is right. which is which is really powerful. It's based on a spoken word piece, and um, so that's like a one of my one little narrative type, you know, type film that I'm working on outside, right. of working with music clients and and um, people that are, um, in, um, you know, kind of need content for their businesses. Right. Yeah. And here we have this, and we're going to touch base more on it uh, towards mm -hmm. the end of the show. But someone put this yeah. out here, and I want to do it before Instagram ends because I know we're getting close to the Instagram feed. Make sure yes. to jump over to Facebook or YouTube. But someone, uh, Tina, put. I'm going to put it out there. She would love to work with you and work work with an agency and help them with social media. How can they yes. get in contact with you if they want to? And we'll go go back to that towards the end as well. Okay, I'm going to send you guys um, just uh, some. I've got a, um, a a link from my uh, my website, so uh, you can. Hold on. And we'll be putting that up for people who watch the show later and also listen to the show. We'll have the link live for you we just couldn't put it in the description during the live because only have a certain amount of characters okay um so I, I don't even know how to type messages in um in the live comments how do i do but that? it's nandymclean.com uh, correct yeah my website's nandymclean.com and then uh, slash content uh, contact and that's how you'll get to you know that message area if you're on youtube i mean i mean on instagram you can always just give me a direct message as well and speaking okay. of Instagram, our feed is ending. Make sure to go to the Facebook Live or on YouTube. Much love. We're going to put it on IGTV. Love go me. ahead, Andy. I apologize. We knew love that that guys. was going to happen. Exactly. Okay. But we're going to um, share it to IGTV and then go me. on with how they can get in contact with you. Okay. So how do I um, how do I put messages in um, in the Just, live uh, comments? To the right of you, it should be in post a comment and it'll show up on YouTube and Facebook for that. Post a comment. Sorry, you guys, while we're both doing this, um, just because I, I want to make sure that we get the views for everyone. 
I can't see post a comment. Can I message it to you and then you can just at least yes. send it? Message but, it to me and I'll go ahead and get it on there while we're talking about that. And I'm you just going to send. A, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get go ahead. It. Thank you. And you worked with a lot of new artists as well, correct? Um, yes. Yep. Up and coming artists in Los Angeles. Um, a beautiful girl called Hope Wadley. She's a blonde surfer girl. She's, um, she's, a, she's a new artist as well. Beautiful voice. She's just all organic and authentic. So, you know, the, um, uh, I had a friend in Australia that connected me with her that's part of our management team. And, um, and she goes, he goes, look, you've got to work with this girl. She's all, she's really down to, down to earth, authentic. And I think you guys, you'll be, a, um, you'll make some beautiful stuff together. And, you know, so I worked with her and another girl, Michelle Cash. Um, she's a, um, I think she was from a, in New York originally and living out in LA. She's a beautiful girl too. She does a, um, she does some nice music as well. And we had fun on the set of hers, creating more of a, you know, lots of fire in the scene and like very warehouse, you know, dark type of vibe and moody, um, kind of pretty sexy too. So, um, yeah, so it was awesome working with her too. I also, I don't know if you guys knew that I've created some promotional content for Prince too, um, with some dancers. So we, we did some hit and run little short snippet promo videos for him. So that was really fun as well. So yeah. And got Claire from Australia, yeah. she got the link. Thank you so much, Claire. I appreciate that. Lovely. So anyone that wants a link, um, Claire just posted it, if you can grab yes. that. And if anyone wants my handles as well, like Instagram is just at Nandy McLean. Exactly. Now, yeah. of course, you just piqued my interest. These hit and run videos that you shot, mm -hmm. have they seen the light of day or not yet? Yes. They were, they were released on, um, I believe, what was that, Jay-Z brand uh, music channel or something? Title. Okay. So they released on title. Yeah. So awesome. that, was that was really fun working with him on that. Now um, back to the O2 mm -hmm. real quick, because yep. one, one of the questions I'm asked about a lot and, and Randy brought it up to me where, and then um, where it's the photo of Prince laughing and he's with you guys. Do you remember mm -hmm. what was happening during that photo at all by any chance? So we were in um, at the Dorchester, I believe yes. we were in the restaurant, and there was a, yes. a pit, like an old vintage painting up on the wall of like um, maybe a girl's body or something. And during yes. the shoot, um, he pointed to it. And I, I believe he made like an immature response, like ew, or like some sort of th some sort of thing to like downplay, you know, that it, obviously she was, she was, you know, beautiful, but it was kind of making fun of it in the middle of the shoot, like while Randy's taking, you know, doing her thing. And, um, and you know, he obviously just made us laugh. So it was, he was pointing out a picture of a girl there and, you know, I was making fun of it. <laughs> and that's, that's something that we hear so much. And I know that Prince was an absolute prankster. Did oh, yeah. he ever, is there anything that you feel comfortable sharing of like, him pranking you or doing a joke or being funny, or you guys pranking him on anything as well that you can share? Well, his sense of humor, there's some story you can share with that. He used to tell us a lot of stories. I don't recall him like, this is a personal one that I pranked him though. Mm -hmm. Now, I think there was a guy that I had a crush on that was coming to one of the shows. 
Uh-oh. And um, and I was I was like amping myself up to build up my confidence because I was just I definitely put this dude on a pedestal, and um, and I was like, you know, all googly eyes at this guy. So I was prepping myself backstage, and I was listening to the Art of Seduction. It's like there's a, it's, a, it's a book, but there's an audio book of it. At first, it sounds malicious, but if you listen to it and you have positive intentions with it, you can. It's like it's pretty powerful. Like it, ca- it has you not be lazy in relationships, and. Right. Um, I was amping myself up backstage and I'm putting on red um, nail polish and lipstick and I was even infecting the whole, all the women backstage, the hair, makeup, everyone's putting red lipstick on and stuff. We're all getting into it, <laughs> getting excited backstage. And um, so guess who my first practice was? Was on. I practiced on Prince before he went out on stage. <laughs> and um, so we're standing there like there's the, an elevator. The, the elevator was down and we're getting ready to, to go on it. And um, we're just standing by and I lean up behind him and I said, um, I said, you look beautiful tonight. And then lean back. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, he's, I can see the side of his face and he goes, thank you. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so that was me. I wasn't, wasn't really a prank, but it was like me practicing on him to build up, build, amp myself up because I was going to, you know, say hi to this guy at the, in the after party. <laughs> You know, sometimes you have, you know, you don't step out of your comfort zone and just kind of lazy in life. And so that was that was my my personal prank. Right. On, and who actually made how many people can say there's a guy that I liked, and for me to build up my confidence of talking to him, I practiced it on Prince first. <laughs> right. Never really thought of it like that. I haven't there's really shared that story that. with many people. Practicing on another guy on Prince. <laughs> right. Everyone's going to run off and go and, you know, buy the artist production audio tape. Usually it would be the other way around, but you did it differently. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a question because I love it because I wanted to bring up about how the name came to be. And I love that someone has followed your career so deep. They're asking, what about Heroin December? Oh, so, um, so we were, we were coming up with a name for our band for me and me and my sister and the, the boys that we were with. We had our band with us and um, and I think we were on a call with Prince once and he said, I don't know how it came about, I don't know where he got it from, but I think it came up in conversation or something and he said, um, he said heroin would be a good name for a band but not the, not the drug, you know, the female hero or whatever it is. Right. And, um, and then we're just like, Sounds good to me. And then we put the band together in the month of December. So we just called our band Heroin December. And that was it. He was so excited about the name. Like from the story I heard, like he was stung it out. He's like, get H, E. And you're putting up on the heroin of like you guys being heroines, like Wonder Woman, Supergirl, like all these things. that's, That's kind of, you know how we, re- I think that's how I relate to myself in the sense of, um, of you know, empowerment and, you know, and, and empowering the world with what, everything that I do, you know. So it can't, it, it was fit. Yep, you nailed it. Yeah. Right. And I was blessed. Oh, Prince kind of named my band. Mm-hmm, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> All in the ego of it. But, um, yeah, you know, he contributed. He came to our rehearsals in L.A. and, you know, we we're working with a producer called Dre Knight, and um, and he came to our one of our listening sessions in the studio, 
and he was a Prince fan because obviously as music artists we're going to attract people that want to work with us because we work with Prince as well and um and they were having a conversation just about the industry and Prince had a you know kind of had a broke it down to him and had a deep in man and he goes you don't want to be at that table right you know, cause, huh. you know, the producers are building themselves and they want to be out there, Jimmy Arvine. And, you know, yeah, he was, at that, he was at that Viper Room show. That's right. Good memory on that one. I remember so, that. Yeah, so, I um, love that Viper Room show. I love the way you guys perform. I also saw you perform at House of Blues Foundation Room yeah. as well. Yep, yep. That's awesome. You would get like this little text from Anne or whatever. Hey, the, 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 yeah. the girls are performing. Do you want to come? I'm like, all right, I'll be there. Yeah. It was awesome. His back rooms were so cute. Now they're all gone. Yes, it's so Destroyed sad. The whole place. Yeah. That, was actually, no that was actually where Prince used to take us out when we first started hanging out with him. There's so many performances that people do not even know about that happened in the foundation room where he didn't want to perform at the house. He yeah. wanted to perform at the foundation room. And it would yeah. just be about 20 of us or so in there and like he'd be performing like it was like fifteen thousand or eighty thousand another super bowl performance just crazy That's and then an example of loving what you do it yes. doesn't matter what it looks like do it by the campfire you know in front of right? five people wherever exactly right you got to love what you do no matter what it is you have to here's another thing what's the most important valuable lesson you learned from Prince? Um, this is one that I, I have shared before. Um, I was in LA, he was in Minneapolis and he called me randomly on the phone. It was like two o'clock in the morning in LA. Mm. And I answered the phone and this is what I hear. Whatever you say is true. And I'm just like, who is this? <laughs> yeah. and, I, and his voice sounded different. And he goes, it's Prince. And I said, um, I said, oh, your voice sounds different. And he goes, um, yeah, I've been dancing in front of my mirror. And he said, whatever you say is true, because he he said that it was it was like there was a, a message or a little post. Uh, I envisioned the post-it <laughs> that it was written next to his mirror. Whatever you say is true. Everything you think is true, yeah, with that one. So he's for reminding sure. himself that you know when he's looking in the mirror or getting ready for stuff or whatever. To, to remind himself that whatever whatever you create, um, you know, verbally becomes your reality. Whatever you say to yourself in your internal dialogue, all of that. Come here, come here, come here. Right. So whatever you say is true. So that was like, that was really profound because that's the source of, you know, of our creation, language. Definitely for it. And I just see... We're making, I want to make sure we get the questions that people asked before, but there's so many great questions coming in live. I love I this one just as an experience yeah. from Aiden. Thank you, Nandy. You and your sis are a huge inspiration that my children became dancers. We met you for a signing for autism with my son, Anzac, and he finally got his dream and danced for Prince on stage and the Australian leg of the piano on the microphone tour. Uh, beautiful. How awesome is that? Can you send me a... Um a photo or a message of, of your son or if he's dressed up in, in his dance clothes or just, you know, just connect with me. Either through Instagram or on Facebook or through a website, definitely contact. Or if he has any dance footage or anything you want to share. You know. That would be so cool. Say hello. 
Yep. How awesome is that? You never know who you're going to impact and exactly doing what you love. You know? And let's see, we're going to go on to this. We touched on it a little bit, but not too much. Um, how did it feel photographing prints um, for the piano and microphone at Paisley Park, like leading up to it, not the night of? And did he let you know in advance that it was going to be such a personal show? I don't think he did. But when it came to those photos, did you feel anything different when shooting him for that? Um, so just so you guys know, the photos of him at the piano with the, the um, psychedelic in the background, uh, we shot that at Paisley uh, and there was no audience. We, we didn't shoot it at a show. It so looks like a live action when he's reaching out like that. That's that he's just performing. He's just acting and performing for the camera. There's no audience there. So that, that was a day that we were just running around Paisley taking photographs and, you know, let's sit up there and, you know, he had, he already had the screen on and everything was already set. But I don't know if he, I don't think he set that up to shooting. It, it just lives like that, like with the screen at the back and the, and all the candles around the piano and just sits there like that. So it's just a, a constant set. <laughs> So we just throw him in and, you know, do that thing. So we were not at a live show. So I, I haven't shot um, Prince live. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we did some of the, um, the panels that, um, at, the, at Paisley Park after he passed away, um, that's what we were talking about because some of the photographers I was sitting next to, like they did all his stuff in the 80s and they just lived photography. I haven't even lived it yet. I was like, what am I doing here? But um, that's what you we were talking great. about. Oh, I saw you. that at Paisley Park. I was there. You did great on those panels. I appreciated that you were part of it. Yeah, you know? good, good. But they like were like, like I would have loved to sh shoot him backstage, all impromptu, or I would have loved to shoot him live, or I'd have loved to shoot shoot him in the studio. So we all had our little area that we didn't get to shoot him in. <laughs> right. I would have loved to shoot the stuff that's just more like, like candid. Now, I know the answer to this one, but did he ever take any photos of you at all? Um, yeah, I've got some in my phone, but they were more like um, like, like setting a scene or something that he, he envisioned and he wanted me to, to literally see it. But before we did the photo shoots, he wanted me to get dressed up too. Right. And I, didn't, I've, I just had my normal clothes on and then so we go into his wardrobe and, um, and he goes, yeah, just put something on. So I'm putting on like his skivvy neck thing, like a long skivvy neck dress thing. That's kind of more like, you know, it can be worn as a dress, but it's a top for him. And then so when we're shooting, then I'm already dressed up just in case he wants to flip the camera around and kind of set a scene or, you know, give an example of something. So um, so that, that it wasn't anything that we were releasing or anything, but he, like, he was literally behind the camera doing this. But he right. taught me a lot too. Like he taught me about negative space in a frame. Like, what's all that stuff up in the corner? You don't need that. Frame it out, you know. Wow. Just things like that. Yeah. So he was he was educating me, and especially on how he liked to be sh to be shot. They were beautiful. All, yeah, I remember. I should add it ready because one of your photos before I attended uh, the piano microphone shows at Paisley on January twenty first, two thousand sixteen. One of your mm -hmm. photos, and I'll send it to you later, and I'll post it for you guys as well. But one of the images of you that you had a hit of him against the wall, I used as a hoodie on the back of the hoodie. I put uh, that photo, Beautiful. and I made it. 
because I would do stuff like that all the time. I would make stuff and then I'd wear it on my show I did then. And then yeah. all of a sudden the next show, he'd be selling it stuff like that. So yeah. I, I really love that image so much. I went, I went there, I had to have it made and made sure that I definitely wore it that night. Mm -hmm. um, I loved your photos and I loved what you had to say at Paisley and other stuff about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, another question. Of course, someone, I told you this before, someone saying they had such a crush on you. What about uh, had? Did you still, still have? <laughs> right? Yes. Now, I love you guys too. Now, someone asked this. Um, they want to know in the future, and I'm sure, but mm -hmm. do you have anything uh, that you plan on doing any projects with your sister at all? Mm -hmm. Actually, um, she produced the India RA video. There you go. Like, can you just handle it? Because we did one of another video of mine together, and you know, goes okay. She produced that with me, so that's something we did um, this year. Uh, but um, but we're talking about a concept for one of for me to direct one of her music videos for one of her songs. She's um, finishing her album and all of that. So there's a I think there's a live version of something that I really like, and um, so we're going to look at doing something for that. But so we're going to work with me directing and her being, being Maya McLean, the artist. Right. Get to contribute to each other and, yeah, I think that's going to be our, our first, like, um, collaboration of both of us not being on camera too, <laughs> in that way. Right. You know. Obviously she produced, but, you know, kind of, you know, that's not And her, you guys her, were hanging out yeah. last week. You guys were at protests together and whatnot, just so people know yeah. it's not like, you know, you guys are going your separate ways or anything at all, you know? Uh, I spoke to her today. You know, we're, we're always talking and connecting and, you know, empowering each other. And, you know, if someone's feeling down, the other one comes in and, you know, adjustment bureau. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all connected. Someone is asking this. Do you guys have, like, have a Star Trek connection? Uh, um, we were in, do you know, Picard, the, late, the new um, Star Trek? TV show. Yeah. Um, like asking what you're in Star Trek. We're in, we're in a card, yeah. See? They should know this. They're, they're, they're following your career from heroin December to everything. That's so awesome. Yeah. Now, your involvement, because I know when you guys were um, not directing it but working on it, you guys, Prince had you call me, and I don't know why he was having you call me, because you guys could do it yourself. When you guys were doing Breakfast Can Wait, how did that all came to come to be with the concept and with working with uh, Danny Curiel? Yeah. So, um, so she, he, he called me and he said, there's this dancer that I want you to put in one of my videos. Mm -hmm. And um, so can you, can you find her? And um, she was with my dance agency at the time. I don't even know if I was working with the agency, but I, called, I contacted her. And I said, hey, Prince wants you to be in a video, in his next video. And, um, and, then, he said, and then he said he wants her to direct it too. And then I was like, well, I said, so what do you want me to do? And he goes, executive produce. Is that okay? But I'm ready to take on, you know, more responsibility in my life. And, and I, I don't know if this is what I wanted to direct yet, but I believe I was probably crossing in. I think it could have been I don't even know if I'd done the photography yet honestly I don't remember the timeline of that one but um yeah so I came on as executive producer and I brought Maya on too so she could assist with some things and mm -hmm. um and then the treatment uh um Danielle came up with the treatment 
And then uh, she ended up, I said, who do you want to pick the production company? Because I'm just, you know, I'm having him have full say on what I haven't done, even produced anything before. And um, so she got, I said, he goes, mm, she can. He goes, I want to see what she can do. So cute. But this is him empowering, you know, the feminine. Absolutely. He is, he's an empowered feminine himself. He's a man, but he's, you know, we know that he's in the, you know, he's got a lot of that feminine creative. And, and feminine doesn't necessarily mean woman. It's just feminine and masculine energy. So that's, right. you know, that's what he does. He empowers, you know, his, these females and, you know, there's millions of us. <laughs> We've all had huddles before, not all of us, but some of us all get together, you know, just in different areas, different departments. He's just, he's got our back. And um, I asked him once off topic, but I said, this was when we were, I think we were in London. We did like some private charity event. More in the in the after party or the back room or something, and I said, I said, um, why do you surround yourself with so many women? And I wasn't asking from like, oh, you just want hot chicks around. I wasn't even thinking that. And I didn't. What wasn't coming from that? And he goes, they get me. I said, yep, makes sense. So um, so with breakfast can wait. Yep, we ended up putting the shoot together and shot in Los Angeles and and um. Yeah, and she got to direct and, and perform and do all her thing and we're helping her shine. Her mum's awesome too. She's a character. You know, we hit it off. We're, we're yeah. all like, they're Dominican, so they're very, you know, very energetic and awesome people. And I'm not certain if I, if I met her because I know there was, for the video, for the premiere, he ran out the Avalon for you guys. I'm not yeah. sure if her mom was there, but I know you guys were there and Danny yeah. was there. And I was just so awesome, like, you know, how you would have that done. But Prince was nowhere to be found. From from shooting the video, you guys were in charge. From yeah. celebrating a party for you guys, he wasn't there either. He's just chilling in Minneapolis. You guys go have a good time. Run up a bill at the Avalon for us. Well, but, it's kind of like when you get older, you just become an executive. Right? He's still doing his thing up front, but, you know. And he trusted you, you know, and that shows a lot. You know. It was good, little darling. <laughs> now, from, from doing videos, do you have any inspirations as well from doing, you know, we touched base on this a little bit with who you want to work with and others, but is there any projects you have in mind that you'd love to do for TV or for movies or even yeah. documentaries? Is there any subjects that you would love to do at all? Hmm. Good question. I'm always in the conscious conversation, so I'd probably like to do some sort of like a documentary connected to that, to truth, like The Secret, those types of things. So I'd love to, be, to participate in something like that. Um, I don't think that's going to happen soon, though. I'm still, you know, developing my craft and growing, you know, as a director and stuff. Um, I'd like to do a feature film, a narrative feature film. But right. I, I do I definitely need to, um, to get into more writing because a lot of the films that inspire me, are written. The director also writes, and I've written little bits, but but I need to I need to dig into that craft a little bit more. So, you know, because once you're when you're when you're the writer, you're the foundation of everything, and then when you're on set, you you already you've literally visualized every scene <laughs> before right. you even get on set, and then you just execute and and hiring the talent and casting the right people, you know. So um, amazing. Yep, just you know, just and I, I, I believe that I'd fit into drama. I can't see myself doing comedy 
like within film or anything like that. TV right. is probably a monster than film because I'd probably be more of an independent filmmaker unless I just, you know, happen to, you know, change my trajectory and get an opportunity to, you know, jump on set and direct some TV type show right. or something. <laughs> I love watching TV. I think TV is the new film. <laughs> That's what yeah. I say. Like Especially Absolutely. And with what's going on in the world in movie theaters, absolutely. So anyone who's in this right now, the live show, or watching it back later on, you can always contact Mandy through her website on mm -hmm. social media for these projects. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. have a very talented person here who's worked some very big names. Already very early on, you're winning awards for the videos. It's just awesome and incredible. And like I said, it's so beautifully shot. Even, even the new artists that you worked with, I, I yep. watched those videos and they were amazing, yeah. you know? Thank you. Well, it's all about, you know, hiring the right team too. Like hiring the right DP that knows how to light it and the right camera movement. So it's, right. you know, it takes, like there's pro, there's producing involved with having the, the template of the treatment and then bringing that to life. Like how do I see this and who do I need to bring on board to help me execute the vision? So, um, yeah, so shout out to the DPs and stuff, Patrick, that I've worked with and David, you know, on, on a lot of the videos and Zach, you know, I've got some, some cool team, you know, in Los Angeles that I work with. And so if anyone need, if any of you guys need any content, you know, I'm here to support, even if you have questions or anything like that, feel free to Absolutely. hit me up. I'm, I'm available and, and, and here to support, you know, you with your music, your music videos, your business, if you need any content like that, that can help you, you know, promote, make more money and, you know, and empower us all to take it to the next level. Can't do it by yourself. You are like a quadruple threat on so many levels from directing to producing to photography to dancing. Yep. You yep. know, you covered it all. A lot of people are, are lucky to have like two callings in life. And yep. already at the age that you're at, which is still very young, mm -hmm. let's go on with it. We don't need to get into that, but it's just amazing that you keep learning more and more things, you know? Well, some people get scared and they don't want to take the risk to do it. You right. Know? I just had the, I guess, the courage to do it, just, but you have to listen to yourself. You have to listen to your truth. Um, and sometimes it's hard. You can squash that voice when, you, when the fears bury you deep. But, you know, it just takes time and confidence to, you know, to have the courage to listen to who you really are. And what really excites you at the highest level? That was one practice that I did one one time, right. you know, uh, and to, to remind myself too, you know, to to listen to hmm, what am I feeling down in my lower abdomen that actually excites me? And sometimes right. if you if you stop listening to that feeling, you can't <clears throat> feel it anymore, and that's when you're dead inside. Right. So me and you know, and Maya teaches all this stuff. My sister's doing life coaching. So if anyone needs coaching, you can you know check her out too because she does the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then I'm I'm handling the content department and you know empowering people with their businesses. Um, but yeah, it's all about listening to your core and listening to what that truth is. You know, and I, even through COVID, I'm just like I can't feel. I'm not excited about anything anymore. Like there was moments where I was feeling that. So I'm just like Maya. You know, she's my sister and she'll do it naturally, but then now she's also just doing it for a living. And, um, and you know, she she's like, you got to start listening again, Mandy. I'm like, damn it. Right. You know, and warming me up again to get connected to, you know, to what truly excites me. So we can really live our lives. We've only got one life. Right. Live it to the <clears throat> fullest. Listen to yourself. Um, Absolutely. 
So I do that when I'm working with my clients too. Like I'd had a meeting the other day with a gentleman that we're um, picking some songs for him. Like he's just starting out his project again and, and um, he came from, you know, more of the rap world and people telling him what he should be doing. And um, so we had a meeting and we were just talking about, you know, what his direction is. I said, what, what's your purpose? What are you here for? And um, so a lot of the conversation that I had with him was having him get connected to what he, who he is so he can make the right choices musically to even move forward. Like, what's the song? Like, what, what, which song are you actually feeling that you'd actually want to put money behind? <laughs> right. So we're not doing the song that he initially presented because he, he had to reflect and, be, and really listen to his truth instead of listening to other people. And that's why he attracted me, though, because he's crossing over into being his truth. Otherwise, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have, he wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have been aligned. So that's right. what I'm here for. So the latest one that we're, we're, listen, that we're listening to, I like it. So I'll, I'll definitely direct and shoot that one. Um, he goes, I wanted to show a couple more. So you've at least got some options. Like here. But that's the first time I've actually assisted with choosing someone's song. You know, because right. some people don't have the clarity yet. And I'm also there to, to be a, um, a clearing for that for people. And then some people are just, you know, they're clear, they know what they want, and we're all in line. We're just ready to go. So, right. Um, yeah. Now, I do want to touch base on Welcome to Australia, but another thing I keep, because you've done so much, like I said, it's all the time, and of course, you were in a, a nationwide campaign, and what people don't understand is also that was one of the ways that Prince was trying to experiment with you getting a download of the song to your phone, and you guys had the commercial mm -hmm. uh, for Verizon, yeah, you know, yeah. and that was very professionally shot, and I, I was like, oh, please let there be like a full-length video, because... I know that Prince would have, and I know that there's a separate video for guitar, but he'd have you like do two or three video shoots in a day. I was hoping that he was having the Verizon director because of how beautifully shot it was. And even though it was such yeah. a short clip, but yeah. how was that experience? Because you were, again, for months on everyone's TV mm -hmm. uh, during shows and all these other things with the Verizon commercial. Yeah. So we, were, um, we shot that when we were doing the Vegas shows. So we shot it in that same um, area, I believe. I believe, uh, I think, I think. Anyway, it was during that time. And, um, and I think, I believe the director was Chris Robinson, big black guy, just sweet dude, love him. Um, right. should contact him again. Hi, Chris, if you're out there, let's touch base. He's a sweetheart. Um, and I think he did Real Husbands. Hollywood or something with really? Chris, Chris Hart or something. I think it was doing some stuff like that. Um, anyway, so yeah, so the, but that experience, you know, that was like, I, th I think that was the first thing we filmed like video wise with him. Um, uh, Fatima was the choreographer, I think, for that. Huh. She came in, did that with us, and um, yeah, it's fun. Camera swirling all over the place. They did all those over the head shots, you know, pretty epic, you know. Um, but yeah, and I think that's how, like for the actors out there, SAG, SAG after now, that was how we got our, um, our SAG after, you know, introduction awesome. to get in, to be able to, you know, you know, legit work in the industry. And I'm laughing cause like I just accidentally got it and there's all these actors that are trying to get it for years. I'm not an actor though. <laughs> They're all desperate trying to get their shot to get into it. 
so they can take their career to the next level. And we did it by accident just because we were backup singing and dancing for friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was earlier on. Yeah, right. ages ago. Ages yeah. ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, someone had this, and we're, we're definitely going to start asking questions about Welcome to Australia, but I love taking your guys' question. Dee wants to know, what do you miss the most about Prince? Um, probably is, I mean, definitely the sense of humor. Um, his energy. I don't miss performing with him because I did so many hours of that. Like, next and not even being spoiled about it, you know, in life, you know, you've just kind of done, you've done it and you've had that experience and I love having new experiences, but, you know, just having him be there to say hello and connect with and, you know, just his energy and his spirit. Right. That's awesome. I remember when we, um, when I started photographing him because me and Maya had decided not to dance anymore mm -hmm. and I always felt like, you know, Prince walks around like he's impenetrable. And um, then he said to me, he goes, it really threw me off when you said, when you verbalized that you weren't dancing anymore. And um, I said, it did. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I got you, you know, because you feel, you know, it just seems bulletproof. And he goes, yeah. He goes, because if I, if, I, if I wanted to call you up again, then you wouldn't be there. Right. Like, oh. So we'll always be there for you. <laughs> you Aww. can't really say no. You just, you know, just hang and out and put the old shoes on again and, you know, do what you can. <laughs> the old shoes, dust the them off. Shoes. Now, another thing that just hit me right now when you brought up about the dancing and other things mm -hmm. is when you guys were performing before Heroin December, you do places in Santa Monica and I'd show up for support. And we had audio of you guys doing the best of you. And I posted on my site. Yeah, and yeah. you guys wanted to go by Maya and Nandy. Yeah. And I remember, because Anne hit me up, like within a half hour of me posting that on my website before social mm -hmm. media, yeah. Anne's telling me, so print up like, oh, so they're not using the twins name anymore, huh? Uh, I don't remember that. He did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I he, didn't find it. He paid attention immediately, and then Anne was hitting me up like, uh, like as soon as you posted it, he's hitting me up like, why aren't they using the twins' name anymore? Uh-oh. Uh you didn't know that one, huh? I didn't hear it. I don't remember. I don't think I heard it even. Right. I'm going to ask Anne. Like, Anne, yeah. did, did this happen? <laughs> yes. But was, I've, I've never felt it before, and maybe he just didn't communicate it to us because you know, he knows what it's like. Are you going to go and be the man on top of us now when you're complaining about the man your whole career? Not really. <laughs> There's respect but, behind it. I think at the same yeah. time, it's like, oh, you're not going to use the twins, but you're like, because you could have yeah. done that. You could have done it yeah. and and used it as a platform, but you were wanting yeah. to do your own self. I mean, here it yeah. is. You guys are doing the Super Bowl, doing all this stuff, mm -hmm. and now you're in a small place in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. going to be about, I'd say, 35 to 60 people there. You know, and you guys still killed it, yep. you know, and I loved it. I loved your version of the best of you. That's why I had to post on my ask mm -hmm. man, is it okay if I post it? Uh, you know? Yeah, I love that song. Even when was just epic. Even when we performed it on the Super Bowl and I was like, oh, this song's freaking so good. The best, the best of you. <laughs> it's freaking, oh, it's just powerful. 
Beautiful. So we had to do a cover of it. Of course, and I loved it. Now, for Welcome to Australia, because we're going to talk about that. Welcome to Australia was awesome. This is when we met you in the band where you stayed. Such a fantastic memory. Thank you. I remember you wearing shirts with a picture of your mother on them. Extremely touching. Do you remember that? Yeah, we called it Mum Merch. Mum Merch. <laughs> Mum Merch with a picture of Mummy. Yeah, because she had just passed away. And yeah, beautiful memories down there. We, our family got to come and see us perform. And yeah, just bringing it she back to Australia. Awesome. We would see her at the parties and she'd just be dancing, having a good old yep. time. Yep. We had an older mum and, you know, her spirits was so, you know, just vibrant. Everyone loved her. I was like, you just, have you guys seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I think it's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, something about Mary. Something about Mary. Something about and Mary. there's a line in it where the old man um, says, are you just, something about, are you just screwing me to get to Mary? Because everyone wanted to get to Mary. I used to say that about mum. It's like, are you mm -hmm. just screwing, not literally screwing, but you screwed me to get to mum. Because <laughs> everyone loved mum so much. Yeah, it was just like beautiful heart. Yeah. Now here it is. You've done the Super Bowl, you've done the O2 Arena, you've done the Brit Awards, a TV commercial. Mm -hmm. But until 2012, you haven't come back home. Mm -hmm. And then to perform and do the Welcome to Australia tour, how... Did that make you feel from that long flight back to Australia to before you got on the stage? Like, what kind of feelings did you have during those performances? Um, I mean, I, I feel like it was just more completion, like coming full circle in life. You know, because we came from Australia. We even went to Clairvoyance and they said, you guys are going to be performing in front of millions of people. Like, or they used the word audience. And me and Mary are like, where are the cameras and lights? <laughs> Spoiler brats. We are probably 14. So, you know, right. we, all, we already had this, you know, we got told that this would happen when we moved to America. And so we did all that. And then just coming back home and combining, you know, um, our American family with our Australian family was beautiful. So being able to, to share, you know, and kind of not that we brought Prince to Australia, but kind of bringing back you know, everything that we had created with Prince and, and sharing it with our Aussie people and inspiring them. So it was, right. um, yeah, it was perfect. It was beautiful. <clears throat> and then bittersweet with mum passing away too and, you know. Yeah. Apparently she was at the show though. That's awesome. Yeah. She, came, she ended up coming through one of our, um, our niece. Channeled. Wow. She, she was like tipsy having a good time. And then after the show, we were like, where's Sonia? And my nephew goes, oh, she's in the bathroom crying. She's upset. I'm like, what's happening? And she said, she said, she said, grandma came through. Wow. And she said she could feel mum's shoulders doing this. All grooving during a print show. Wow. And, and she's kind of very, you know, like in tune and beautiful spirit, this girl. Mm -hmm. So she was probably just available to step aside to allow mum through apparently. <laughs> Mum wow. wanted to be there, even when mum was kind of, you know, going, she was in pain and, you know, and kind of going through it closer to the end. And she knew that we were going to go on tour as well. She was like, there were some moments where she's like, hurry up, Prince. Like, like, like going back and forth like this in pain. I'm saying, hurry up, Prince. So sad. And wow. so, uh, beautiful. She was just like, 
Yeah, wants, wants Prince to come and be able to see us perform again before she passed. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Mummy. Yeah, she was ready to go. She was over it. Been there, done that. Next, you know, wanted to get out of the flesh and, you know, now they're hanging up there together, looking down on us all. Oh, yes, most definitely. And Cody had this to say, well, we missed it on that. Because I know that he met her before, saying your mom Cody. was amazing. Hey, Cody, sending love to you. Yep, she was amazing. Yep. Purple Rain, and of course, someone that was there, Claire again. Purple Rain and Sydney that hey, first Claire. night was something else. Mm -hmm. Such yep. a beautiful tribute. Yep. Those amazing. shows are so amazing. Your journey with Prince was so amazing and so many other things going on. And just the talent that you're exuding and able to do and still doing, you know, is it's inspiring. And I see a lot of people that are in the comments are saying that your story has been so inspiring to them, which is awesome. Um, that's my purpose. That's what I'm here for. Otherwise, what's the point? It's a good feeling to have, right? Yeah. And to have yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Um, mom is always there with you. Loved your mom. Other Michaela is saying that. Um, now, yeah. thanks, Michaela. And I know that we're kind of wrapping up a little bit on it, yep. but I just want to make sure that there's stuff that you want to touch base on that we may not touch base, and it's still an elaborate more of how people get in contact with you. But is there anything mm -hmm. that we haven't discussed yet that you're wanting to express? Um. I mean, just I guess my ending thoughts would be. Right. I just leave your truth. Live your truth. You've only got one life and don't wait. You just gotta do it now. If you're in right. a relationship, things aren't working, you gotta communicate. You know, if you're not living the job of your dream, you know, mm -hmm. you've gotta look at how you can transition. Even if it's a plan to get out. <laughs> you know, if you're not in the area that you wanna live in. You know, right. I really, really dig deep and figure out where you actually want to be. I've been right. doing a lot of that during COVID, you know, if you're not as busy still during COVID, you know, and I start writing a list of everything that you're connected to, you know, and I'm right. here if you have any concerns, thoughts, whatever, just always hit me up. I'm here to support. If you need direct one-on-one, -on -one, my, my sister's available for that too. You know, if you're, if you're, you know, you're really going through it and you really need a lot of, you know, time, you know, my sister will be available for that, but I'm always here, you know, to empower you guys. And you know, if you need anything, you know, content-wise, I'm here to support and, and empower all of you. Awesome. Love you guys. Love you. And that's just amazing. Like your work ethic that you have, it just seems that you do everything hard and are devoted, mm -hmm. whether it's relationships or being a friend or, you know, of course, like we said, with work ethic, I think it's pretty amazing how driven you are. And uh, that's how I know that you're going to be doing so well in the future because you yeah. are definitely driven for sure. And sometimes, you know, sometimes people choose not to, to go hard and, and it's whatever is called to you. You don't have to do anything. There's no right way. You don't have to be epic. You, don't, you, can, play, you can do small little things in your small town and, and still impact people in a powerful way. It doesn't matter on what level. It's all about, you know, what rings true to you. You know, and I don't know how long I'll be directing for. You know, I'm here now and this is following my path in the moment, but 
who knows? I might do another 180 at some point and go and choose a different path, you know, but you right. do get, you know, if you focus on one thing, you do get, you know, get what you put in. So it's all about, you know, just listening to that truth and, right. and um, living in line with that. And that's when you're going to be happiest. Awesome. And Yovana put this, I'm so grateful you're doing this today. Had a death in the family this week in this interview. Really made me smile. But thank you so much, Nancy. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. And sending love, Ivana. Love you. <laughs> right. And then Michelle said this, just getting these in last minute. Um, yeah. Michelle says, once you or your sister thought I looked like your aunt, so they're honored. We look and like your aunt, you yeah, said? That, 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 that person, Michelle, looked like your aunt. Looks like my aunt. Which and person? Michelle said that. Oh, Michelle. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So, all in the family. You could have been a prince dancer too. <laughs> and all the little, I, call, I say that we, we're brownies, you know, people that don't, you don't even know what they are, like ethnically ambiguous. <laughs> right. Prince hiring his little brown, brown, brown crew of who knows who we are. <laughs> we're the new, the new breed. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you for, um, for hosting the call and making this available to to all the fans and you know and all the people that love you and prince and and me and mayor and you know it's all love so i appreciate your time and you know, i appreciate awesome. you i'm glad that you reached out mm -hmm. and i was like hey let's get you on the show and i'm glad that you agreed to it it gave us yeah. a little bit of time yeah. it took a little bit of time to get us worked in but i'm glad that we were able to work it out for sure yeah, yeah. all right say bye to Amy. goodbye Bye. Bye. And I'll do um, the sign off. But Nandy, thank you so much for being on. And um, we'll be talking shortly for sure. And I'll send you that the hoodie that I made. But yes. thank you again yeah. for your time. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you all. Have a beautiful rest of the week and weekend. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That wraps up our show. Nandy was an amazing guest. You guys were an amazing audience as usual. I thank you guys so much for your comments. I see them all. Probably need to go back and go through some stuff, even though I hate watching myself and listening to myself, but you guys deserve it. Just know that I'm reading everything and I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. You can always donate. I don't have the link up. You can go to drfungamary.com. It's there. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on iTunes, on Stitcher. Um, and Spotify, make sure to subscribe on YouTube. I know you're part of the Facebook fan page or on Instagram, but I love, love, love you guys and your support. And that's what makes the interview so good is that you guys are a great audience and it makes me become a better interviewer. Thank you again, much love. Until next time, see you Wednesday for a regular show. We're gonna be having two shows next week as well, but definitely Wednesday will be one of the shows, at least two shows. I won't tell you what they're about, but uh, tune in. Much love. Till next time. Keep it funky, y'all. Thank you.